made on Zencaster. All right. Hey, Hannah. Welcome to Align and Grow Rich. We are so excited to have you here. Before we get started, I want you to introduce yourself and tell the audience what is your zone of genius. Oh, well, first of all, thank you for having me, Tidra. I'm honored. I'm super excited for this conversation. Um, so I'm Hannah. I am a business alignment coach. And my zone of genius, you know, it's funny that you asked this because it was actually a question I just answered over the weekend as well. Um, my zone of genius is fully seeing people, all of their potential, all of their blocks. Um, the things that are holding them back and celebrating them big for all of it. I'm mm -hmm. like, I've had so many people, you know, my clients, my friends, my family tell me that I'm like the biggest cheerleader. I'm your hype girl. Like if you, you know, if you're celebrating anything, I, I just really believe we should celebrate big. I have a journal that I journal in every morning. And part of what I do is celebrating all the little things, the smell of rain and the perfect temperature of my coffee and all of that. So my zone of genius is definitely, you know, really seeing people, the things that they're good at, their potential, um, and asking brilliant questions so that they can extract that themselves. Instead of me telling you what you're so good at, I'm really good at asking questions. So you come to the conclusion on your own. So then you're actually confident in that belief. Okay, perfect. And how did you get into this field? You know, it came from all the mistakes I made as an early baby entre entrepreneur. Um, I had a family business. I tried network marketing for a while. I, um, you know, I just honestly, it was a series of failures that led me to this place of realizing that my purpose is to help other people find their purpose, essentially. My purpose is to get people, help people get on track in their businesses that they already have or starting new businesses and making sure that they are really aligned to them um, so that they, you know, are, are sustainable businesses. The businesses are things that they're actually excited to do and not just you know, in business, so many entrepreneurs, especially in the online space these days, just do something because they think that's how they're going to make money. You mm -hmm. know, they don't do it because they actually have a passion for it. And that just leads to burnout. That leads to quitting. That leads to, you know, an unfulfilling life where you dread your business. When it comes down to sit and work, you're trying to think of every excuse not to. So, mm -hmm. yeah, that's it really was just a, a series of failures and mistakes that brought me to realizing that this is really what I'm supposed to do. Now, what is the biggest hangup that you see the majority of your clients have? They come to you and what is what is it? What is their story? You know, a lot of people think that there's all these things that they need to do or right. that they need to accomplish. You know, they think they need to have a certificate to be a life coach, or they think they need to have a degree to teach art or photography. It's like, no, if you, if you have a, if you're just have a natural eye for photography and you take really good pictures of your kids, you can, you know, people will pay you to take really good pictures of them, you know, mm -hmm. and you can teach other people how to take really good pictures. Like, 
And so, yeah, definitely one of the biggest things is people just thinking they need things. They need certificates, degrees, experience. I will say you do need some level of experience, but it doesn't have to be a formal education. It can just be the things that you've gone through in your own life, the own lessons that you've learned from whatever has happened in your life. Yeah. I always tell people, you just need to know a little bit more than your client or customer. Yeah. I that's always it. say that's, I say you only have to be one or two steps ahead of them. Yeah. That's yeah. it. You yeah. don't have to, you don't have to have a, you know, this huge successful business to be a business coach. You know, if you just know one or two things more than someone else, you can coach them, you can teach them something. And that's, yeah. you know, that's enough. And I would say, you know, there are so many people who want to be an entrepreneur. Why? I don't know. Why would you sign up? You have to be a lunatic to want to be an entrepreneur, right? It's true. Uh, Because most people view it as this is a cash cow, right? They just assume because they see so many people on social media showing all of the things, the trips, the vacations, the cars, the homes, and they're like, okay, well, that's the ticket. Girl, no. And they're like, Mm -hmm. I'm going to quit my job to work, you know, four hours a week. Who said that? (laughs) Who told you that was the the reality of it all? Because you quit your nine to five to work a 24 seven. Yeah. And you always have to be involved in your business as an entrepreneur. Right. There's a difference between owning a business and being an entrepreneur. And I don't think people really understand the difference of the two. When you are a business owner, most business owners delegate. They're not in the business every single day. But as entrepreneurs, we are, most of us are like solopreneurs and we are the videographer, the editor, the producer, like, you know, the photographer, we're, we're everything, right? Um, so this isn't necessarily, you know, I tell people it's not necessarily the answer, right? Because if you don't have the thickest skin in the world, you're going to be going from one thing to another, one thing to another, and you're going to experience that burnout that you talk about, because it's like, I'm basing my business on the need and desperation for money. And then I have no creative, like we like to get outside of our zones of genius, right? And we try to do everything when I know I'm not a copywriter. So I know I have to give that to somebody else, you know, because it's going to take me too much time to write copy or try to set up a website or whatever. You just stay in your lane, your zone of genius and believe and and stay authentic. I think that's a big one. Do you find that people, uh, your clients or customers are not being true to themselves because they're trying to set up their brand to look like other people's? You know, I was just going to say that's something else that I see my clients doing is trying to um, duplicate or replicate what someone's mm-hmm. success is. First of all, I, 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 you know, go to say what someone successful is doing, but really like success, you define success. So it's that's objective in, in mm-hmm. the first place, um, or I guess it's subjective, right? Anyway, um, so that's, that's kind of a whole other topic, but yeah, people for sure look to people who they deem as successful, you know, and they want to do the same things that they're doing. So they try to copy it. And the issue with that is then you're not, like you said, you're not being authentic to yourself. You're using someone else's voice and your audience can feel that they can see it. They can sense it. They are smart and they just know when you're, they, they wouldn't be able to tell you you're not being true to yourself, but they can feel it 
that you're not being who you really are. And it's actually something at the beginning of my journey. And even to this day, there's a lot of business coaches that I follow and a lot of life coaches and, you know, manifestation coaches. And for the most part, I have most of them muted on Instagram um, so that I don't, I don't take in too much of their, their content and the way that they market. Cause I have my own individual voice and I don't want to subconsciously take their voice. So there are times, you know, I go check to see if, you know, if they have some brilliant something that they said recently, like every once in a while, I'll go look at a couple pages. But for the most part, I keep my, my Instagram is, I'm, I'm a creator. I don't consume much on there. And from what I do consume, it's like catching up with my friends and family. (laughs) And I think that's a really useful tool. And I tell my clients to do it. Like if you're finding yourself not knowing what to post or not knowing what to say. Like you need to stop looking for the answer on the outside because you're not going to find it. And you need to go internal. You need to shut everybody else out on the socials. And you just need to write what's on your heart or you just need to share. Like if reels are fun for you, do reels. If you hate them, don't do them. If you only want to post pictures, only post pictures. Like there's so many gurus out there these days and they're all right you know, and they're all wrong. (laughs) Like, right. Depends on each individual person. And um, yeah, so long story short, yes, 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 yes. I definitely see my clients doing that. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of that burnout comes from trying to do everything right. And social media is so loud and I don't follow a lot of people either. Mm -hmm. And half of the, I think I follow less than 10 people on Instagram. And a few of them are my children <laughs> um, because I don't want to ever sound like anyone else. Right. And um, I think that it's really hard for a lot of people to scale and really grow in their businesses because you they're having to wait for the person who they're emulating to put their things out. Right. And then, OK, so I'm going to tweak that a little bit and put it out myself. And it's just it's it's like chasing a rabbit you know it's exhausting versus just going within and figuring out what you want your message to be right because there's an audience for everybody and you know I use I use this example all the time years ago I went into Barnes and Noble and there was literally a book with no words wow It literally had no words. It was a cover. It was yellow and black. I'll never forget it. I don't remember the name of it, Um, (laughs) but it literally had no words and it was a bestseller. Wow. I gave me chills. Right. So you can literally sell anything. You can monetize anything, whatever your gift is, just be authentic to yourself and monetize that. Yeah. And it definitely comes from a place of it being a gift for you, it being a passion for you. And then you Mm -hmm. can work backwards if, you know, if there's certain income goals or whatever, you can work backwards to figure out what do I, you know, how many do I need to sell or what do I want to sell and what price point is going to make that possible. I was um, actually just talking to someone who's a dog trainer and she is starting to take on too many clients. And I'm like, okay, so you need to adjust things a little bit, you know, like how can you make more money um, working less or like, what can you shift or are you able to hire people? Like, and I just got her thinking about ways that she could 
have multiple streams of income within this business. So then she's not having to work all the time and sacrifice her family time. And, you know, so it just comes down to being authentic to yourself and knowing what you're good at and, you know, and using that, like we all have unique gifts and we can all teach the same thing in a different way. I mean, there's how many business coaches are there? How many manifestation coaches are there? How many money mindset coaches are there? There's thousands, tens, hundreds of thousands. I don't know, million. I mean, I have no idea. There's a lot. Mm -hmm. (laughs) There's, There's tons. And I was telling another client recently, she is like really wanting to do something that nobody's ever done. And I asked her, I'm like, why do you, you know, why do you think that's what you want to do? And she gave me a bunch of reasons and I'm like, okay, I can see that. But what are, what's, you know, what's the negative consequence of you not going after this thing just because someone else has something similar? And she was like, well, my unique version of it isn't getting out there. And I'm like, exactly. So why are you holding yourself back? (laughs) Like, Uh is the, is the consequence really so much worse than the benefit, you know, Mm -hmm. or is the benefit actually better than the consequence? Right. You know, you're not going to know unless you try. Right. Um, I think people, I find that when a person wants to put something out there and they think it's the first time it's ever been done and then they procrastinate and don't do it, I guarantee you she's going to see somebody else doing it. Like that bitch stole my idea. Right. (laughs) It always happens. It always happens that way. So, you know, to the people who are wanting to start, my audience is big. There's a a large sector of my audience who they are entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. or wannapreneurs is what I call them, right? (laughs) They want to be entrepreneurs, but they get so stuck in trying to perfect everything. Mm -hmm. In the beginning of my business, it was absolute trash. And if you were to ask me today, how I felt about my, I would still say it looks like trash. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> but that hasn't stopped me from monetizing it at all. Yeah. Well, because the reality. The, so I Go was ahead. just going to say there's the um, paralysis analysis yeah. when you're overanalyzing everything mm-hmm. and trying to make it perfect and thinking that it has to be perfect in order to do it, then you're paralyzed and you're not moving anywhere. You know, it's better to, take a step forward and fall and take another step forward and fall than mm-hmm. just stay standing, not doing anything. Yeah. And it's really hard to know exactly what you want to do, right? It's really hard to see the bigger picture because it's fuzzy. So you mm-hmm. have to really start the journey and you'll get clarity along the way. Right. And you might say, oh, okay, well, I thought I wanted it to do it this way, but I really don't want to. Right. Whereas you're sitting there trying to perfect it, it's never going to be perfect. Look at the amount of times that Pepsi has changed their logo over the years, <laughs> the amount of time that Coke has changed their logo over the years. Like it's been changed so many times. They don't have the same logo that they started out with tens of, I don't know, 100 years ago. How long has yeah. Coke been around? I don't know. <laughs> uh, right. But it's not the same. No, and it's, and it's beautiful. It's evolution. Yeah. It's growth, you know, and you're never going to know what your potential really is until you start taking those steps. And I mean, right. I can't tell you how many failed programs I've had and how um. many, how many <laughs> times I've put myself out there thinking it was going to be, you know, the thing. 
And then I did it and I heard crickets. And it fell and, flat. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, you have a couple choices at that point. You can quit and say, well, that's just proof that nobody, you know, nobody wants it. Or you can say, okay, you know, you, or you can blame yourself. Like, what did I do wrong? Or you can learn, you can take it as a lesson and say, what kind of marketing did I did? Did I do? Did I warm up my audience at all? Is this actually what my audience even wants? Right. You know, and there's always a fine line. I say, you want to do things that you're excited about, but you also want to have the audience ready for it. So I love to do market research. And what I do, I ask a question on Instagram or I'll even make a Google form um, and like offer, you know, a free Instagram audit or something if if you fill out this form. Um, But I ask questions about things that I'm excited about, like all the topics I'm excited about. But it's, you know, three or four different topics. And I get a feel for what my audience actually wants to see and wants to learn. And then that way, there's that balance. I'm doing something I'm excited about. I'm not doing something just because they want it. But I mm-hmm. I am, you know, I have the insurance that they're actually going to buy too. <laughs> so right. it's it's a good middle ground. Yeah. People always want to know um, or assu- want to assume that they know exactly what their audience wants, but they never ask. Yeah. People love giving their opinions. Mm-hmm. They really, really do. And people know what they need and know what they want from you. So just ask, like, say, hey, I have this idea about this X, Y, and Z program. What do you think? Right. Yeah. And get people's feedback. It it really is that simple. We make it so difficult. We make entrepreneurs so difficult. But it's, it's also equally as important to really ask yourself, am I cut out for this? Right. Because as I said in the beginning, it's not for everybody. No, everybody should have multiple streams of income and people automatically assume that they have to be a business owner to do that. Right. Yeah. There are so many ways and so many avenues, so many vehicles of streams of income um, that we can invest in or partake in. And it doesn't mean you have to be a full on entrepreneur. Well, and that's, you know, entrepreneurship, business ownership is not the golden ticket. Like there are a lot of options to make money and there are tons of streams of income. There's so many things you can do. I think I love business ownership because I get to really use my passions within it, you know, because I'm able to help people so much. Um, But that's not for everyone. You know, you have to be very um, disciplined. Like you have to, like you said, you have to have a thick skin. You have to do all the, the mindset work and the body work, you know, the, and healing and all that difficult stuff that is not fun. (laughs) Like you have to go through that and that's scary. That can be really scary, but it's, you know, in my experience for me, it's been worth it. And for other people, Mm -hmm. it might not be worth it. And I'm all about empowering you in whatever you want to do. If that means, you know, you want to be a network marketer because that makes sense for you. Like, you know, to each their own, (laughs) you know, if, if that means you want to be a coach or if you want to have a boutique or if you want to make handmade goods and just sell them for fun, or if you want to learn the stock market and be a day trader, like whatever it is that you want to do, like you should do it. Yeah. So you talked about people help, helping people find their purpose. 
Mm-hmm. Now, my take on that is your purpose, our purpose throughout our lives, it really shifts and it changes depending depending on the season that we're in. And so I've had um, over the years, so many people ask me, like I read tarot cards, right? Mm-hmm. And um, one of the top questions is, what is my purpose? And I'm like, these cards are not going to tell you what your purpose <laughs> is, right? Your purpose is going to change. Like, you know, in this season, your purpose may be to just be a mother, yeah. you know, just to n- nurture your children, you know. Uh, take care of your household. That may be your purpose in this season, right? So yeah. what is your, t- how do you, what is the exercise or uh, how do you help a person determine what their purpose is in the season? Yeah, I love that. And it's so true. It's so, so true. Before we started recording for those listening, um, I have a podcast as well. And I was telling Tidra that my podcast co-host is pregnant. She's going to have a baby in a few weeks. And so she's taking this time right now to, she even told me the other day, like her purpose is just her family. Like Mm -hmm. she has a five-year-old son. She's newly married, about to have a baby. And I think that's such a beautiful thing. Like that can be your purpose for a season. And maybe your kids get get older. You know, my daughter's a preteen now and I still very much have a purpose in raising her. That will always be part of my purpose. Um, But I think finding your purpose For me, what I've learned for a lot of my clients is there's a general theme oftentimes. And for me, like my general theme has been changing people's lives. And now that has looked like, you know, raising an amazing daughter. And that has looked like doing my own healing to, you know, inspire others. That's looked like business coaching. That's looked like mindset coaching. Um, And the general, the, uh, the, the um, exercise that I like to do is looking back to your childhood. And when you look back to your childhood, you can see the moments and, and it's a, it's a short exercise because I don't want you to dwell on the past. That's not mm-hmm. the purpose of it, but you look back at the most, um, the most impactful moments of your life. Maybe, I mean, it could be good or bad. Maybe a trauma happened, maybe something really happy and exciting happened And you just go back to those moments and you reflect and you go internal and you, you know, ask yourself, like, what, what about this situation was so meaningful? And what lesson did I learn or just, you know, good or bad again, like could be a good lesson or, I mean, they're all good lessons, but sometimes it comes from a bad circumstance versus a good circumstance. Um, But what lessons did I learn there? And is this something that like changed my life? Like, is this something that had a huge impact on my life? For me, I'll say most of mine was trauma. Like I have a ton of trauma. And so it was really hard, painful lessons. But I've been able to turn those around and realize if I take this lesson from this trauma and teach it to someone else, like I'm changing Mm -hmm. their lives. And that's my overall purpose is to change people's lives. Mm -hmm. So my exercise goes back to your childhood and asking yourself those kinds of questions. You know, what was really impactful? Why was it impactful? And how can I replicate this impact? Um, And that just goes to your purpose because then that gives you, you know, something that you're passionate about, or it gives you something that you're excited about and something that's going to 
be sustainable, you know, something that's going to hold you through the rough times and the rough patches in business. Cause we know, we know those exist in business, um, but also just in life in general. Mm-hmm. What do you think is um, the, I'm just trying to figure out how to word this. <laughs> what do you think is the reason a purpose, I'm sorry. What do you think is the reason a person has a hard time figuring out what their purpose is? Mm, that's a good question. I think, I mean, gosh, there could be so many things. I think sometimes, especially as women, I think we underestimate and undervalue ourselves. So, you know, it's hard to acknowledge that we could have a purpose that could be really valuable. Um, You know, I think that's one piece of it. I think oftentimes finding your purpose, you really do have to be honest with yourself, with your mistakes, with, you know, the ways that you've been hurt. I personally don't feel like having a purpose is like this, um, Like, I don't feel like it's necessarily like this big, beautiful thing that's easy to find and the answer is just going to pop in your lap. Like, you kind of have to dig for it. And that can be really scary. Like, that can be really scary. And so I think people avoid it subconsciously for that reason. Because it's easy to just say, like, my purpose is to, you know, make a lot of money to give back. Like, okay, that's great. But why? Like, what's Mm -hmm. really the reason? Like, why do you want to give back? Mm-hmm. Like, did you suffer a trauma? Did you live in poverty? Like, is that why you want to give back? Now you have to address those wounds. Like, that's right. a big, that's, that's hard. Um, it always goes back to that. <laughs> it always does, man, it does. And that's the, that's one of the hardest parts of all of this work <laughs> is having to go back to the wounds. But that's definitely, I think, where the magic lies and where the yeah. answers lie for so many things. Um, is going back to your wounds and healing them and addressing them and, you know, moving, moving forward from there. What would be the biggest success story that you've had with a client or customer? Like where did they start? And after working through some things, where did they end up or what was the result? Yeah, I love that. So I have a client who it was, a year ago, a little over a year ago, um, she called me and she was a friend first before she was a client. And this is why she called me. Cause she was just like, Hannah, I hate what I'm doing. Like the thing, what I'm doing right now, the work that she was doing, she was like, it drains me. I'm miserable. Like I hate it. I'm making good money, but I hate it. Like, I don't want to do it another day. And I was like, okay, so what would you rather be doing? And she was like, mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> she was like, but I just like, she was like, I know I want to like be a motivational speaker or like do something, you know, do something like that where I help people through the kinds of things that I've been through. She went through a miserable divorce. Um, mm-hmm. She had a really, really rough childhood and she just had such a soft spot spot in her heart for women who have gone through similar things and she wanted to help them. Um, and so I said to her, I was like, okay, so what could you do to, to start, you know, doing that to be a motivational speaker? And she's like, well, I'm not a therapist or anything. So it's not like I can really help people. And I told her what we talked about earlier, like you only have to be one or two steps ahead of someone. Like if you had someone like you now, who you are now, if you had them when you were going through your shit, 
how valuable would that have been? And she was like, oh my God, it would have been a million times easier. And I'm like, exactly. So you can be that person now for other people. So it took her, um, we stayed friends for a while. She didn't actually hire me until, um, when was it? The spring of this year, I think technically is when she, I don't, I don't know what took the time, but something within her finally, she just really got fed up with it. And she was like, I'm going to offer coaching. (laughs) And it was like, one day she put it out there. She started with um, one-on-one coaching and group coaching. And now she's been in just, in just three months, I think she really, she put it out there in August and it's the end of November. So four months, I guess she um, has replaced her income from what she was making before with her coaching packages. So it's like when you, when you really take that step, you know, the sooner you get started, that's something else I say to people, the sooner you get started, the sooner you can change your life. And that's just bit, but her timing was right. Like she needed to wait until August for whatever reason, like she needed to wait almost a year until she was really ready to go for it. And Mm -hmm. if she had done it any earlier, it may have not hit right. You know, it may have not landed right to her community um, because she wasn't in it fully, you know, like there, you have to really truly be in it. And I think that's just what happened to her. She was, she was ready. She had the skills, she had the confidence. Um, She knew that she could do what she wanted to do. And she just ripped the bandaid off and did it. And you know, that's very unusual in business to replace your income in only a few months. You know, it takes, it takes years. I think most people say in traditional business to do like a three year or a five year projection. And with online business, especially these days, it doesn't have to be that long. It's, it's usually not that long. Yeah. Um, It's usually not that long. A lot of people are quote unquote overnight successes on, you know, in the digital space. Um, because it really doesn't take that long. So before we end, I want you to answer a few questions for me. And these are coming from you personally, right? Okay. So number one is what is one thing that you're comfortable talking about that you are wanting to manifest in 2023? Ooh, 2023. You know, it's funny. I'm actually wanting to manifest a relationship. I've been a single mom for nine years now. And I'm ready to not be single. <laughs> so okay. that is one of my uh, one of my things that I'm ready for in my life. Okay, um, a book. Are there any books that you would recommend to the audience that Absol- help to change your perspective, change your life, your mindset, whatever your business? Yeah, ab- absolutely. Uh, You're a badass at making money by Jen Sincero. Mm-hmm. Sincero. That book, I got chills again. I've read it three times now just because it's so good, but it addresses the money mindset issues, the belief issues. It at, When I read that book, within a month, I had manifested $10,000 from wow. nothing. <laughs> so it, it absolutely changed my life. Um, and that's definitely number one. But I will say for those of you who are already business owners, um, or for women of color, there's uh, We Should All Be Millionaires by Rachel Rogers. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I have both so of those, good. by the way. <laughs> what was that? I have both of those. I'm an avid reader. So, yeah. yeah. It's not yeah. a lot of books that my guests can talk about that I haven't already read. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, mm-hmm. I would say that's why I love saying both of those because if you have already done some of that belief work, then We Should All Be Millionaires 
is a great one, especially if you are making some money in your business. Mm-hmm. That one's going to really, that's kind of for like the beginner to intermediate, you know, business owner. Um, but beginning stages, you're a badass at making money. And then, um, yeah, beginning to intermediate or women of color, we should all be millionaires for sure. That book actually made me cry at the end. I was bawling like a baby. The hundred reasons yeah. why we should be yes. millionaires. Oh yeah. my gosh. She has, some, she has a great exercise in there too that kind of pushes you like, go do it. Go start. Yeah. I love that. I love yeah. that book. Um, In your business, what is this time next year, what are two things that you can sit or want to be able to sit down and say, I achieved this and I achieved that. What are two things? Um, in the next year, I would say in my business, I want to have a, um, I want to have a mastermind. I have this dream of a mastermind. That's like, like we're all, like we're all coaches coaching each other. Like, mm-hmm. it's not me. Like, I'm just kind of there. Like, I'm just kind of the facilitator. Like host, I wanna, yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> I have, you know, I have this dream to bring together 10, 15 women um, where we're all high level, you know, six figure, multiple six figure coaches, just learning and growing from each other. I think that mm-hmm. would be, that would be huge in my business. Um, and... What else? That's such a good question. I've just been dreaming about this one thing for so long that I don't even know. You know what I would actually love to do this time next year? I would love to have established a, um, or at least starting the process of establishing a nonprofit for single moms. That's something that, you know, I am really passionate about too. So what, up until this point, what has stopped you from creating the mastermind or starting it? You, you know, think? um, I don't know. I guess it's, I guess I've just, um, been wanting, it's, it's the big picture mastermind and I don't have clients that are that big yet, but mm-hmm. there's no reason I couldn't do it smaller now that you asked that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. Maybe you do need to start as, as the, the person that's coaching, Mm-hmm. You know, these, these women who are already in business. So they know a little something, something, right? Yeah. 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 Such yeah. a good perspective. See this guy, mm-hmm. listeners, this is why I always say coaches and business owners should have coaches <laughs> because oh, heck yeah. you just, no matter how good you are, there is, right. you need to bounce things off of someone. Cause even mm-hmm. right there, like I help people see their potential and just right there, like you even showed me. Like you yeah. did what I do <laughs> to me, you know, I did this all day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so mm-hmm. it's, you know, you have to, you have to have someone to do what you do back to you. <laughs> you do because I suck at coaching myself. Like I'm just <laughs> not good at it. You know? <laughs> right? <It's>, I <laughs> suck at coaching myself. Right? <laughs> It'll take, I can, but it takes me a really long time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. To learn the lesson or to get that aha moment. But whereas yeah. if you have someone else from the outside, because sometimes we're just too close exactly. and we, we can't really come up with the solution to the problem. Absolutely. Right? So, so yeah, as coaches, I, I hate the word coach, by the way, but as, <laughs> I'm a mentor. That's how no, I refer to myself yeah. or a strategist. 
coaches just use so damn much it irks my nerves but (laughs) in this space right in this space we're always telling people the best thing that you can do is get a mentor a coach a strategist and a lot of people feel like oh you just want my money no I'm not telling Mm. you to hire me because I'm not for everybody like Mm. I know that I'm not for everybody but if you can just hire someone who has already been there and done that like you cannot Google your way to success. I, no. I'm just not convinced that you can, no. right? Because the pitfalls, you know, you can't Google that. Google's not going to tell you that. Google, no. you cannot Google someone's experience. No. And that's what you're paying for when you're working with the coach. You're shortening that learning curve. But people want to skip that step, you know? Yeah, they do. And the other issue with Google, just quickly, is that you're going to get a million answers. Yeah. And like I said, there's a million right answers, which can all be the wrong answer for you. Right. So <laughs> right. working with someone on a smaller level um, or a, a closer level, you know, you're going to get the answer that's right for you. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's it really is priceless hiring Absolutely. a mentor. And, and also, you know, in this season, this mentor might be right for you. And then in yeah. the next it may be somebody else. Yep. So you have to be okay with, you know, shifting, right? Because this mentor can only help you, but get so far, right? Mm-hmm. And then you may need to hire someone else. And I think that's something else people get hung up on is they have a mentor and they just want to stay with them. And I get it. It's the loyalty thing. I understand. But there's always somebody who can take you higher as you want to to grow and evolve. And any good so, mentor is going to recognize that that's a absolutely you know, that's a beautiful thing say, for you. Fly, go fly, yeah, go out exactly. and implement, right? Yeah. So my last, I think it's my last question for you is, what is the biggest lesson that you have learned in business, like about yourself? What has been the biggest lesson? Um. Well, about myself. I I had to learn how to communicate well in business mm-hmm. with um, my clients, with potential clients, um, with in former businesses, with my business partners, um, and even with my podcast, even though it's just, you know, we don't have a full-blown business yet with our podcast. We treat it like a business. And so even my podcast co-host, I consider a business partner. Um, and communication, learning how to effectively communicate how to affect or how to communicate your boundaries, your needs, um, all of it. If you don't, if, if you don't learn how to communicate, which also includes being honest with yourself, you know, like you can't really communicate with yourself per se, but being honest with yourself mm-hmm. about what you're doing and the decisions you're making, that's, that's such a huge lesson because, um, you have to you have to have that open dialogue with whoever it is you're working with. Otherwise, you're holding yourself back. You're holding them back, um, and it can just lead to assumptions, which we all know what what assumptions do. They make an ass mm-hmm. of you and me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you, right. uh, yeah, definitely communicating is um, one of the biggest lessons I've learned. Okay, and to the the person who is wanting to get started because again my audience is full of people who want to get started but they're stuck so we've already shared a lot of things to help them but what is one thing that you would leave them with to that person who says I want to start a business I want to do x y and z I want to make x amount of dollars but and there's always that but 
right? <laughs> and they fill in, fill in your excuse here, right? <laughs> what would be um, one thing that you would say to them? I would ask them, what is the smallest step you can take today to make forward motion? If that's mm-hmm. just calling your best friend and telling them that you want to do this thing, if you haven't told them before, and asking mm-hmm. them to keep you accountable to post about it on social media or whatever, you know, whatever that one small step could be, you know, maybe it's, maybe it's bigger for different people, depending on your level of fear and your level of belief. But, um, that's just the first thing I would ask. What's the smallest step you can literally take today and then ask yourself the same question tomorrow. What's the smallest step I can take today and then the next day and just do that every day until you, you know, feel like you have something. Yeah, I love that. I love small steps, but I'm I'm the opposite. I'm the go bigger, go bigger girl. Well, you know, you know, it's so, funny. I say dream big, even in my Instagram bio. I have dream big, but I I believe our dreams should have no limit. They should be absolutely wow. limitless. And then you and then you break up just stair step actions to get mm-hmm. to that big dream. So your goal isn't the one thousand dollar month or the five k month. Your goal is a ten or twenty or fifty thousand dollar month, whatever mm-hmm. it is. But you just make an action plan on how am I going to get there, and then I just take the actions to get there. Yeah, so now I'm for me, dream big for sure. Yeah. <laughs> go big or go bigger, right? Yeah. Um, so for me, what I would say because okay, so I base all of my advice on my audience. Right. And because I know my audience so well, I know that a lot of them make a shit ton of excuses. (laughs) And a lot of them have been talking about the same goals and aspirations and manifestations for the last two and three years. Mm -hmm. Right. So I'm just like sick of the bullshit. I'm like, look, (laughs) listen, what we've tried to do hasn't been working. Right. So sometimes you just got to do something so bold and so big that you would be flat out embarrassed if you do not achieve the thing. Right. And that's not for everybody. Some, some people do need to do, you know, step by step. Right. Mm -hmm. Because that's what helps to build confidence. But I just know a lot of my people, my tribe, they're full of shit. (laughs) <laughs> and they're full of excuses, right? And I was like, girl, if you don't jump your ass off that cliff, you know, but that's the type of mentor I am and they know yeah. that, right? But I also have to turn that around on me as well. So, you know, I could talk like mad shit to pump my people up. It'll piss them off at first. <laughs> but then it'll push them to do the thing, right? Yeah. Uh, but I also have to turn that, that mirror around on me and say the same thing. So yeah. what one of my biggest goals uh, for the last like several years, I've been talking about for years is writing a book. Mm. But the reason I haven't written a book is that I don't like to write. I am the girl <laughs> that would send you a voice note and I get pissed if you don't have an iPhone and I can't send a, a voice note. I'm mad. Because now I got to type this out. Like, come on, bruh. It takes oh, too yeah. much time. It so does. I know that I'm not going to sit here and write a book. This is not going to happen. So as I was thinking about it the other day, I said, well, I'm just going to have to hire a ghostwriter, you know, and give this person my voice and say, okay, this is what I want. I don't even know what the title is or anything like that yet. 
But I know that that's going to be one of the first steps, right? And then I also had the idea of creating the book cover and putting it out there and saying, hey, I have a book that's going to be releasing summer 2023. Now, if I put that shit out there, <laughs> you better and, somebody, come, and they're like, friend, what a book at, right? Yeah. So that's just, you know, because I know me, I'll be talking about this damn book three years from now if I don't, if I'm not radical and extreme with it, right? Yeah. So when y'all see my book cover, just know it's empty. <laughs> it ain't got no words yet. <laughs> oh my but god book coming best-selling author coming 2023 summer Have, do you watch real housewives of atlanta probably not i don't but, my mom does actually yeah well when sheree was like her joggers were coming out spring summer <laughs> she oh my said god. Spring, summer so that's when my spring book is summer. Coming out. <laughs> spring summer 2023 yeah oh i love it no, but it took I her like 14 years to re- to release the actual the uh the clothing line. It's it's funny. Oh my gosh. No, yeah. I think I think everyone's timing is perfect, but I'll yeah. I'll hold you accountable. I'll check in with you in a couple months and say, hey, how's that book coming along? Do you right. have more than the than the cover page? <laughs> right. Do you even have the title yet? Because I really don't. But I do know it's going to be a book on manifestation, because what else would it be about? Yeah, you know? what else? <laughs> I love it. And it's one of those things where you already know your stuff. So you just got to tell someone what to put in it and then they type it for you. Right. Because I don't, I don't want to write it. Yeah. Like I can tell you, you, just, just listen to me talk, take notes and then turn it into a book. Thank you. (laughs) Please. And thank you. Thank you. Right. Right. All right, Hannah, this has been fun. Do you have any last words you want to leave the people with? Oh, the people. Well, what I will say, the this the last section of our conversation here with my small steps and your big jump off the cliff, I think that's just <laughs> a beautiful example of you're gonna get so many different opinions and they're yeah. all gonna be right and they're all gonna be wrong. So you just yeah. have to do what feels good to you, you know, you have to follow the advice that feels right to you. You follow the mentors mm-hmm. that you resonate with, whether that's how they teach or their story or whatever. Um, and really let that guide you. The other, the other thing I'll say is if you don't do any sort of body work, body scans, breath work, meditation, um, that's a huge tool to get into your body, to really learn your own intuition, to, to know what feels good and to know what feels right. So definitely explore that too, if you haven't yet. Absolutely. I believe that going within is 95% of the work. Absolutely. You go within and you and you heal and you depend on yourself, that God, whoever that God is within. Mm-hmm. All the physical stuff, the, the earthly things, it becomes easy. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So do the work. Do the work. I preach that too. Do yeah. the freaking work. It's Just not going it. to fall into your lap. Okay. Nobody can do the work for you. You have to do the work for yourself, but you have to want it bad enough. Yeah. That's the other thing for sure. You have to want it bad enough. And that's where the alignment and the sustainability comes in is, you know, knowing why it's so important to you. So yeah. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. I love this conversation. No, No problem. We'll definitely have to do a part two. 
Um, But thank you. All of Hannah's information will be down in the show notes, you guys. Uh, Thank you guys so much for tuning in to Align and Grow Rich. And as we always say, go out and manifest some epic shit.